Support the podcast by buying a copy of this book, Mind of Mercosine. It's available at Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, and pretty much anywhere ebooks are sold. It's also available in paperback. If you want to reach out and email me and tell me what you think about this book, that address is podcast at ericedstrom.com. I love hearing from you, so don't be shy. Chapter 32. Unblock Yourself I haven't seen these quarters since I was raised to the robes, Don Marlowe said. He sat in a gilded chair across from Highest Benel. The head of the Way of Till and Starside looked wan, and his hand trembled as he lifted his goblet to his lips. Who was Highest then? Benel asked. He darted a glance to the door again, the tenth time at least since the two men had come to sit in the Highest's private quarters. Whatever that girl had done to him, he was well and fairly spooked by it. He had no interest in Marlowe's small talk, but seemed reluctant to get to the important topic, namely, Kyla Sai and what had happened, or not happened, to the Hargath. Ne'er Simon, Marlowe said, grinning in remembrance. He was one hundred and fifty years old, spry as a teenager, if a bit deaf. You don't say... Highest Benel produced a kerchief from a robe sleeve and patted his forehead. The chamber was not warm, despite the fire and lush rugs and tapestries. A window was open, admitting a chill wind edged with winter. So the man was not going to dive into the story, Marlowe thought. Might as well pull it from him. My brother still lives, and Kyla Sai has escaped. Highest Benel's lips went white. He set his goblet on a side table and pinched the bridge of his nose. Did anyone tell you about Dunebles? My little mice have squeaked a rumor or two. Went mad in the Thinny's cavern town, no? That girl ashed a hundred of them. Yeeples witnessed it. He's been screaming dem kisk ever since. Yes, I'm aware. Why are we talking about Yeeples? I thought you had him locked in a cell escaped, along with the boy the Hargath was using. That boy, along with two interlopers, rescued the girl right from the Hargath's crypt. Escaped? Someone here let them out? No, uh, yes, I know not, but Yeeples is gone. Did he go with the girl? Highest Benel didn't answer. He lifted his eyes slowly until he finally met Marlowe's gaze. What if he's not as mad as he seems? I faced the girl. She dropped me and a novitiate as if we were bits of refuse. He snapped his fingers. Such power has not been known for an age. I thought the old texts that spoke of such were exaggerations, legends. Why didn't she kill him? Marlowe asked, a growing unease making sweat prickle along his spine. Did you provide the blade? I did. The acolyte attending her said the blade glanced from the Hargus throat as if from armor. Of course it had. Marlowe had developed that technique, but he hadn't shared it with his brother. Apparently, the wily old man had figured it out on his own. It would have taken an enormous reserve of Marcus' strength, probably formed over months of concentrated effort. Even now, Marlowe's defense against physical attack was only a fraction of what it had been. He laughed. 
The girl had tried to stab him and the Hargath on the same day and had been foiled by the same technique. Only Paul knew the chances of that. His mirth died as quickly as it had risen. What if she is Demkisk? Highest Benel said. We are wholly unprepared, and given the treatment she's endured, there is little guarantee she will fall on the side of right when it comes to it. The outer door opened. Highest Benel turned, anger furrowing his brow. He had told the guard on duty that no one was to interrupt them. The man's anger turned to fear when the Hargath stepped in, dressed in Donesmaster robes and walking under his own power. His wispy white hair was slicked back on his skull. Marlowe stood, eyes scanning the room for a way out. The window stood open. How far was the drop? Thirty feet? His hand went to his collar, felt the queller under his robes. His brother would not be able to touch his mind. Highest Benel had no such protection. Sir Hargath, he said, voice shaking. It's good to see you so well. I pulled your traitorous words from that girl's mind, Benel. Two guards entered, silver breastplate polished to mirror shine, cloaks of scarlet draping to the floor. Their swords were drawn. Surely the Hargath had touched their minds. Perhaps they were not being will-shifted, but a strong impulse had made them obedient to the Hargath's commands, even though he had no authority over them. Marlow edged away from Benel toward the window. That truly was his only way out of this alive. If the Hargath knew of Benel's involvement, Plant your feet, Marlow, the Hargath said, turning his eyeless gaze on him. His voice was strong, stronger than in his youth. I know of your treachery. Benel suddenly went up on tiptoes, his arms rigid at his sides. Eyes wide, his breath shook, and his whole body trembled. The Hargath walked around him, then stopped to face him. Marlowe had seen his brother do this trick many times as youths, when Ten had taken to blotting out his vision with a black scarf fastened over his eyes. This was true will-shifting, and it chilled Marlowe to the marrow to see. I raised you to this position, Benel. You thank me with duplicity. Benel tried to answer, but only choking sounds came out of his mouth, and then a trickle of blood. He had bitten his tongue. Quelled as he was, Marlowe could not sense the Mercus tricks the Hargath used, but he had not suspected his brother so strong. He must have gained much from draining the girl. Marlowe was surprised to discover his own dismay, not only at his brother's newfound strength, but also at the unhappy fate of Kyla Sai. But she had retained some power, enough to drop highest Benel. She still lived. Demkisk or not, she still lived. Marlowe made his decision. In five long strides, he made it to the window. He peered out. It was a long drop. He would certainly break both of his legs. But there were vines. Perhaps he could climb down. The guards stomped after him. Neither said a word, and their eyes were fixed. Marlowe swung a leg over the sill, then the other, hands gripping vines. The foliage pulled away. It would never support his weight. It was jump or surrender. 
Closing his eyes, he thrust his weight into empty air. He did not fall. The guards pulled him back through the window and tossed him onto the floor. He looked up to find the Hargus robe hem at eye level. Ten had always been tall, lanky, but from here he looked a giant. Stand, brother, the Hargus commanded. Marlow noticed Highest Benel sitting in the gilded chair, dabbing his lips and nose with a white kerchief, now stained red. Marlow found his strength and climbed to his feet, though his legs trembled with the nervous excitement of one who had thrown himself to probable death and survived. The Hargus eye sockets were red, but Marlow felt the eerie certainty his brother was looking at him, impossible as it was. The Enlightened Majesty has agreed to have you at the Citadel. I met my side of the bargain, and I know from sifting Kyla Sai's thoughts that you met your side by retrieving her for me. This misunderstanding about having me murdered is a complication. A complication. The Hargath was toying with him as he had done throughout their childhood, always thinking up tortures that left no mark upon Marlowe's skin for father and mother to see. I was trying to save you the trouble of killing me by doing it myself just now, Marlowe said, finding his voice much steadier than he expected. But I don't want you dead. You have valuable skills. I intend to use them the domain. The very thing that had gotten him expelled from the way of Till was going to save his neck, and the irony was delicious. What, what do you need me to do? First, unblock yourself to the Marcusine. The guards took position directly behind him, swords still drawn. Benel was not looking at him. Marla thought it curious that the Hargath had let him live, too. But then, Having the highest completely under his sway would be more pragmatic than going through the tedious process of replacing him. And if I refuse? Two stings of pain sprang to life on Marlowe's back as the guards pressed the tips of their swords against his flesh. Marlowe lifted his hands to his throat. It is not a skill I manage unaided. It requires this heller. He pulled the amulet from the throat of his robes and showed his brother the inexpertly carved object. The Hargath raised an eyebrow, as if he could actually see it. A heller. It magnifies Mercosine feats of a general nature. I use it to maintain the blocking technique. All lies. A desperate gamble. The amulet itself was a queller. Remove it. The Hargath held out a spindly hand, knuckles swollen, fingers bent. Marlow obeyed. As soon as he lifted it over his head, the Marcus flooded his awareness. Thankfully, his brother had bathed recently. The stink of Benel's blood was especially strong in the air. The Hargath took the relic, felt the carving with his twisted fingers. Then, just as Marlow expected, he placed the queller over his own neck. Marlowe lunged, knocking his brother back. The guards grunted in surprise as the Hargath's Mercosine power over them vanished. Marlowe ran for the outer door. The corridor outside was empty and quiet. He sprinted, harder than he had ever sprinted before. The guards' shouts trailed him, but he did not slow. 
With a flash of marcasine, he set the hall carpets afire behind him. By the time he stumbled from the abbey, a general alarm had risen. All Donesmasters and acolytes were called upon to douse the flames, leaving no one to chase him. He slowed to a fast walk, his breath laboring in his chest. He was not used to running. No one pursued him. I will find you, Marlow, the Hargath shrieked into his mind. I will have vengeance. Without his queller, Marlow would never escape his brother, who had marked him when they were still quite young. Except there was one place. Head down, Marlow stumbled through the night toward the jeweler's shop. A half hour later, he plunged through the stone wall in the cellar and into what he hoped was a realm out of reach of his brother's senses. <laughs>